Well, welcome back, lovely listeners. So, welcome to episode six, our sexy episode, full of peas. We're going to be discussing periods, parking, and perception. Indeed, and a brief mention of Parliament. I just wanted to get the oh, full Parliament. Oh, Parliament! Forgot about that one. That was only a really brief one, though, so we can't really classify that. But I was no, like, we've got three already. Let's go the whole hog. So we are talking about all those three things. We are, and I'm really grumpy this time. And I'm not wearing a hard hat, so fear for my life. No, <laughs> no, that's not true. But yeah, we are talking about periods, perception gaps, and Parliament, and podcasts, and, and parking, and parking. There we go. All those peas. So guess what, guys? It's going to happen just after this musical interview. Well, hey everybody, here we are for episode six of Life Downloaded. I had to think then. I am Dan Edge, and as always, I am joined by the glamorous glory <laughs> that is Samantha Rink. Glamorous glory. If you were to see me now, you would not be uh, saying that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, yes, my name is Samantha Rink, and yes, this is sexy episode number six. Now, I've got a lisp, so that was very difficult for me to say. <laughs> but uh, you did it. I, I, you got I, there. I won't be saying it again, okay? Sexy episode six. There we go. That, that's probably going to be the title of this podcast right now, unless something comes up. Oh, honestly, I'm sweating already, and it's nowhere near as warm as it was last time. But can I just say, and I'll probably just jinx myself right now, but the builders are being very, very quiet today and rather respectable. <laughs> so, we are going to talk really fast so that we can get everything fit in uh, without the disruption of our lovely builders. Uh, uh, Has there been a need to perv on this week, Sam? No, and you know what? They've been relatively quiet this weekend because they work Saturdays, Uh because, you know, um, they're nice like that. Uh, Start at 8am, so I do not get any uh, sleep in, so it's great. But no, they've been all right, and I think because most of the um, demolition and the, what, what do you call it? Reconstruction? No, that's not right. When they build it back up again. Yeah, reconstruction. Oh, is that right? Okay. So that's pretty much done. So it's more of the interior. But I must admit, it's been quite fascinating watching them just because I saw this guy the other day going up and down actual steps. And I was like, oh my God, they've put steps in, like stairs in. Yeah, I guess because you you see it every day. Yeah, Yeah. I see it and I'm just like, wow. So um, anyway, I talk far too much about these builders. You can tell how much they dictate my life. (laughs) Let's stop talking about bloody builders. And let's talk about what we've been up to. Okay, so what have you been up to, Sam? Let's um, start with you. Not a lot. What have I been up to? <laughs> it's quite worrying. So, um, forgive me, I, I've got a bit of a gummy eye at the moment, so my eye's a bit sore. I'm tired, I've got my period, and yes, I said period, um, and I'm a bit grumpy. Um, so, so, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, but what have I been up to? Been doing radio again, which is really nice, I'm kind of getting my... My radio cap on. Ooh, what radio were you on um, this time? So talk radio. I so I did um, Ballast Women's Hour. Yes, we yeah, yeah we talked about, talked that. about that. And yeah. then I have been on. So it was the Matthew Wright show, 
but it was not... Matthew was on holiday. How so, dare he? I know. Uh, it was um, Ian Collins. So, totally awkward. I kind of thought, oh, that, that name rings a bell. He normally does a rival... Uh, say rival or an, another radio show on LBC or he did or whatever. But I actually did a TV show with him. So I go into the studio. Oh, my God, if you're listening, Ian, I'm so sorry. So I went into the studio and it was like, oh, my God, we're back again. So nice to see you again, Sam. And it took me a while for the penny to click. I was like, when have we worked together? And we did a whole TV show together. So that was embarrassing. Yeah, radio is great. And I definitely think the fact that we are doing this lovely podcast has helped me, uh, or vice versa, um, doing radio has helped me do the podcasting and the other way around. So yeah, I am liking it. I'm going to be doing a lot more for talk radio. Amazing. In, in the next few weeks. So happy days. Happy days. Sam becoming a regular on talk radio. Yay. Thanks, talk radio. Indeed. Give we love you guys. Give us a sponsorship. Sponsorship yeah. this podcast. Sponsor the podcast. And maybe, maybe we should pitch the podcast. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to the people at talk radio and be like, Hey. I know, right? Let, we'll make it happen. And um, I am sipping on a cup of tea, so I apologise for weird gulping Weird sounds. gulping, slapping noises. I don't care right now, okay? <laughs> Controversially, guys, I don't drink tea. So You just don't do anything. What's wrong with you? I know. You don't I... drink, you don't drink tea. What do you do with your life and your spare time? <laughs> well... Oh, oh, I don't know. Don't answer that, actually. Yeah, oh, weird, I, weird. Visual. I spent my spare time, you know, this weekend. Um, I was supporting a wrestling show, helping doing sound and staging for a wrestling show. So I spent my weekend with men in Lycra. Nice. Yeah. Probably sweaty. Not as sweaty as the men we were no. talking about last let's, week. Let's but, move away from but that. Sweaty it's, all the same. Actually, that's making me feel a bit sick. What, sweaty men in Lycra? Yeah, a little bit now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Because I've taken an antihistamine and that's making me already feel quite queasy. <laughs> so you add uh, sweaty men and it's just not going to happen. Okay. So, um, yeah, so what do you do? So so talk about that through because you just said that very blasé, like that's a normal <laughs> thing to do on a Saturday. Well, and to me, it is not. kind of a normal thing. I okay. mean, I've spent 17 years, uh, probably longer now actually, but about 17, 18 years, in the professional wrestling business. So if you've ever watched sort of WWE on TV or World Wrestling Federation, you know, that kind of stuff on TV, I've been involved in that for about 17 years. I never have. Have you never watched no. wrestling? No. Oh. Have to pay me. Um, um, pay me, I'll do it. No, you you wait. I'll, I'll drag you kicking no, and screaming. I know. Won't. I know some of our, our listeners are regular wrestling watchers. I know the lovely Adam Pearson listens to Adam. us occasionally. And I know he's a wrestling fan. We keep talking about meeting up and well, having a beer. Well, you two do that, and I will do what I want to do, okay? <laughs> Which is not go and watch wrestling. But it, it's lots of good-looking men. No, not wearing like her, though. Is, it's like, oh, I don't know, because then you get to see the bits before you want to see the bits, <laughs> and maybe the bits aren't what you expect, and the bits don't match the face, and then it's a bit of a letdown. Do you know what I mean? I need a bit of mystery in my life. <laughs> do you need mystery in wrestling? I do, I do. <laughs> they put, like, a cup down there, then that would be the mystery. Some of them do. Do they? Yeah, some of them. I don't understand why they wouldn't, because you want to protect your little... Bits and pieces. Yeah, you? but being a being a bloke that's worn a cup, cups are really not comfortable. Oh, they, well, yeah, they're, but you know they're what? not. 
being a woman that's, uh, you know, wearing sanitary towels, that's not comfortable either. But you get it done. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you do. But yeah, I was never, I was never a cup wearer. But then I never wore gear tight enough for anybody to see anything. So there you go. So you know, I, you I maintained. You were a man of mystery. Mm. So I'm not necessarily in the ring as often as I used to be, but I still have promotions that I, I go and help out and do sort of stage management for and make sure the guys are where they're supposed to be and Fabulous. make, make you sure are the music the guru. I am you know I'm one of those guys that's been in the business for a little while now and is we'll get in the ring if I'm paid enough to get in the ring you know <laughs> you heard it here first guys and in, girls indeed but it's a case of I'm too I'm getting older I'm a bit sore a bit battered so you unless unless the money's good I'm not gonna go throw myself around exactly uh, <laughs> But yeah, I still like to help out and you know That's teach fun. the younger guys and I and like do what that. I can. So that was my weekend. D- question: Yeah. Following on from sweaty men and cake, mm. did you watch the Bake Off? I did, and I only did it because I felt pressurised by you, <laughs> um, and I realised it's back on again tonight, and now I've committed. And did you well, enjoy I'm not it? Gonna, look, I'm not going to be. I, I did not like it. Like it was, I mean, you know, it's an hour out of my life where I can't, I'm not going to come away and go, I can't believe I've just lost an hour of my life. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to, I'm not the sort of person that gets attached to people and starts rooting for them. Or if anything, quite a few people irritated me. Okay. I'm um, not going to go into who it was because I can't remember any of the names. That's how, <laughs> like, it doesn't really mean that much to me. No, um, fair. I did, however, want cake afterwards. I told you that happened. Um, which is not a good thing because I really need to get back on my little diet because I have just been eating loads. I'm eating loads at the moment because I'm going to say it again, it is my period. And I keep mentioning my period because... When I did Wim, Badass Women's Hour, yes. um, obviously that's, uh, uh, you know, it, it talks about empowering women and um, very frank about women's um, kind of issues. Um, and I found that great that they were very open. We were talking about HRT and the possibility of, well, there, you know, there is a shortage of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really great because we don't often talk about things like women's needs such as periods. And if there's any men sat listening to the podcast going, I, can't, I wish you would shut up saying the word period get over it and i think this is why i love you dan in yes. particular because you are extremely respectable respect respectable, respectable and respectful and respectful there you go towards women i i completely you know um put my hands up to you i have always found that about you but i think it is important you know that we are we do talk about it because women particularly me i am not on any contraceptive okay that is because um for one i am in a chair a lot of the time um, so mobility, you know, I'm not as, I don't jump around. So obviously you can have blood clots and yeah, all yeah. sorts. And also okay. my, you know, my father passed away of a brain hemorrhage. So all in all, I took myself off, um, any, um, kind of prescription, contraception. I'll fill the gap for you. It, I literally have got period brain at the moment. Like my brain's is, is period brain a thing? Yeah, what? I think it is. No, but no, honestly, um, my hormones are all over the place and I do get, cause I struggle with, you know, anxiety that goes even worse when I'm on my period. Um, and it's just not talked about a lot, particularly when you do have a disability you know we don't we don't get told how your body's going to change puberty i just wrote something for a charity recently about puberty and disability um and, I, and you know even for me because i was in a chair they were like oh well you can't really can't really have that you can't have that that pill because that will do that and they just kind of left me to it mm. and it and you know when i do have my period i i do get very emotional 
I would say more than what is probably deemed to be, um, you know, the standard kind of PMT, PMS in. I like, promise, guys, I'm not sat here uh, in a hard hat. Uh, it's fine, I'm no, safe. No, I do, but I, no. hate, I actually hate myself sometimes because sometimes I become so um, verbally aggressive or um, snappy. I don't like who I become when I'm on my period and I don't like the fact that it makes me very, very depressed. I have very irrational thoughts when I'm on my periods that's why I quite like to hide away but coming to the whole point of you know we don't talk about it enough and there's not enough support particularly for women um I had a smear test recently mm-hmm. and, vitally important yeah which it is um so a smear test just tests uh it's you know it, it's done um when you become sexually active because obviously um you can be then susceptible to a number of um, t- sexually transmitted diseases which can then trigger cancerous cells so anyway I went for my pap t- uh, test that was quite difficult because my GP didn't have a hoist uh, so I had to take my PA with me luckily I do have a PA um, you know I do have a non-union fracture so my leg is fractured so I had to you know get them to put some towels underneath my leg because obviously when someone's messing around downstairs a stranger it's not nice so you do tense up and having brittle bones I could fracture anyway the test came back that I had um, um, a condition called HPV which is very common it just means that I have have got um, precancerous cells or, or, or cells that are are not supposed to be there so I went for a procedure called a coloscopy I hope I say that correct so that was just to further examine those cells to see if they were cancerous now um, they didn't have the right equipment. They wanted me to kind of uh, sit in stirrups or whatever. You know, when ba- where you have a baby, couldn't do that. Um, the procedure was very painful. I uh, the, the instruments that they had weren't correct for my body shape. And they basically sent me away going, sorry, can't do it on you, bye. And they said they were going to consult someone and that's been over a month later. So I don't even know whether I've got cancer cells or not. I need to get onto that. But my point is, we need to start talking more about women's health and things like periods and like, um, you know, um, sex and disability and puberty and disability. Mm -hmm. I know I just rambled on there for a while, but I do think it's really important because I've basically now been left um, with potentially, you know, cervical cancer hopefully it won't come to that but i was just gobsmacked by the sheer lack of support knowledge and this was like a really big um um uh, hospital in london and i just felt that really sad i'd love to hear if anybody else has had some really bad experiences um during pap examinations i know that the actress and activist athena Stevens, is that correct? Yeah, she has cerebral palsy, and the doctor said to her because she had uncontrollable spasms during her smear test. The doctor turned around, and she's been quoted saying this that he said, um, "Oh well, lightning doesn't strike twice." Basically, meaning that you know you're already disabled, you probably won't get cervical cancer. And I just what? found that absolutely what? disgusting. Yeah. Um, completely disgusting. Totally. Um, so yeah, so this is why I've just rambled on for a good like I don't know. 20 minutes you are, we're not uh, quite there yet we're not i'm looking about, at the clock we're not quite there my period because I, like now i've got it i'm thinking gosh you know i really do need to get that sorted and it's terrifying and i'm not being as proactive as i should because i don't actually want to know the answer um and i do feel like i've been left 
in the lurch. What about you, Dan, as a, a man who obviously went through puberty as well? You don't have to I, deal with periods, thankfully. No, no. Um, were people, you know, have, I mean, like, look, you've got to, te- you've got to, like, you know, examine your testicles and things like that. Have you ever been told by your doctor about these things or... Cause, we don't need to go into sex and disability because I want to do a whole podcast on that. But has there been issues? Have people been open to you about, you know, you looking after yourself? Or have you, um, you know, come up against barriers, would you say, because you're disabled? Um, I think, you know, before I get on to me specifically, I think, you know, you've, you've had some really important points there. And I think, you know... <laughs> You're, you're, you especially and other women with impairments are in a really sort of double-edged sword situation mm. because A, women's sexual health and periods and all that kind of stuff isn't talked about enough by society in, in, in general. general. Yeah. And then you add on top of that the fact that you're a woman with an impairment, mm. whatever that may be, mm. and... It, you just watch people's brains explode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's not the one size fits all mould and... Literally, not all one vaginas is the same, you know? <laughs> well, yes, from my personal knowledge, which, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go there because that could make me sound... Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't. But, um, but in all seriousness, you know, it's a really... Or, I want to say awkward place because I can't think of a better mm. word to describe it right now um, because it's not covered enough no. um, for women generally, let alone women with impairments. As for me, as a guy with a physical impairment, I think for guys, and feel free to tweet in mm. and shout at me and tell me I'm wrong if, if you don't agree, but I think for guys, much like a lot of other things in the world, mm. it's a bit different um, because like you say, we don't have to worry about periods. Mm. We, you know, we are... Or getting pregnant. Yeah, we don't have to worry about getting pregnant. We don't have to worry about periods. Your day will come, though. I can see it in the future. Anyway, what, me, me getting pregnant? Yeah, just men in general. <laughs> oh, men in general. Yeah. I was like, I'm the guy that doesn't want kids. And do you think I'm going to get no, pregnant? No, no. I mean, you can give the baby to me, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it will happen. Um... But yeah, I've totally thrown you there, haven't you I? You have a little Sorry. bit. It's all right. That's payback because you did that. That's payback for the last episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, because we don't have to worry about all that stuff, it's mm. a little bit different. Mm. And, you know, I think men's sexual health is probably talked about more. Yeah. Um, but I think the difficulty with the male community in sexual health is the fact that. Although women's sexual health isn't necessarily talked about in the public sphere as mm. much, I think between ladies, and again, I'm, I'm generalising, I admit mm. this, but I think ladies generally talk to each other more about it. Um, I suppose we do to a certain extent, but even, even me when I... Because HPV is very, like, very, very common. You can now get a vaccine for it, but because I'm 33, you know, that wasn't offered to me uh, um, at school... So, you know, it's different now, like, but I even, when I was talking to some of my girlfriends, I felt a little bit of ashamed of saying, oh, I've got HPV, because it sounds a lot worse than it is, yeah. and it is a sexually transmitted condition, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's you know, you can, you it's basically where your the cells get disrupted mm. when you're having, having sex, but I, see, so... 
when I t- when I tweeted not about this, but I tweeted earlier about um, you know going for a smear test, a pap test, and um, uh, the response from a few. Uh, women with disabilities um, said that oh well I, I, I've not had sex so I don't need to have it but actually doing my research yes you are you're all very very low risk of having you know uh, precancerous cells um, or getting cervical cancer but actually any kind of stimulation so masturbation or any like you know con- um, contact so it doesn't have to be penetration with that's what I'm trying to say yeah like any kind of sexual contact you could have it. So I think people need to be aware of that because even if you've not had penetrative sex, yeah, maybe because you can't for whatever reason, even if you've done anything else, then that can actually, you know, cause you to get, um, um, you know, precancerous cells. So I think education needs to be really discussed. You know, you've got these women say, saying, oh, well, I'm not sexually active. I'm not at any res- risk. But yeah, your risk is very, very much lower. But actually, you know... Um, you still need to be vigilant mm. of these things and know your body, know your body inside out. Um, so yeah, that was, that's an interesting one. I'm, I, I'm glad I got to share that with you guys and I really would like to hear from uh, any any female listeners if you've had any um, kind of issues with what I've just been talking about, get in touch because we can always pick it up in episode seven. Indeed, um, maybe we should make episode seven like the the sex podcast yeah definitely um and maybe we can get someone to come and chat with us about that yes um but anyway let's move on to our next kind of big talking point dan yes dan the man um what's been popping up in the news this week in the news well apart from the b word that shall not be mentioned because i will go on a rant and don't, People may no, never and listen I will, again. And, I, and then I'll leave because, yeah, and I'll go and play, play with a cat. So. Yeah, so, but talking of B words, yeah. blue badges. Yes, blue badge. Blue badges. Now, what is a blue badge? What is a blue badge? Well, it's blue and it's a badge. <laughs> um, but it's not one that you wear on your clothes. Um, it is something that is, is used throughout the disabled community. Um, to do with parking your car. Parking your car, yes. Blue parking badge. I have one, even though I don't drive, but my PA, uh, yes. so my assistant, she has a car, so I registered my blue badge to her, which is great, because in London, that exempts you from um, a congestion charge and ULEV, which is like um, air pollution uh, zones. So but, but all in all, it can save you a good pretty penny. But also out, outside of that, it enables you to park. Yeah, look in... at me looking at the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, I have to pay all the roads, yeah. road charges. But it also enables you to park in disabled parking spaces yeah. or accessible parking spaces, um, whatever word you want to use. Although confusingly, I went to somewhere the other day that had both disabled parking spaces and accessible parking spaces. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's a brand new shopping place near where I live called Rushton Lakes, and they've they've got both disabled Ooh. parking spaces with with the traditional wheelchair symbol, well, and then accessible parking spaces. Well, that brings on perfectly because I think I know why they've done that. Mm. So so yeah, obviously, uh, forgive me if I'm incorrect, but right back. Way back when, was it in like the seventies? Way back when. Way back when, um, the 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 blue bad scheme came to be. Um, 
the, the Although whole... it wasn't blue at that point, they were orange. Semantics. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember my orange one. Oh, that's yeah. quite sad. That See, one. I remember mine too. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> so these these kind of badges when they came to be um, over fifty years ago, I am told, um, uh, they were. They, yes, so the logo was the universal lo- dis- disabled logo of a wheelchair. So they were big plastic and they were normally very, they were the first parking spaces. So if it was a shop, they were the ones right at the front mm-hmm. and the, the bays were wider. Now, from my understanding, they were wider because most people who had the badge were wheelchair users and needed that space, yep. wider space, so that it could get their wheelchair next to them and transfer. And obviously... Yeah, that's kind of the theory, as I understand it. And then, of course, they're closer to the whatever establishment. Yeah. Um, so that you can get in with less effort. Yeah. Which is great because, you know, um, disabled people, depending on their impairment, can have limited energy levels. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So, brilliant. Let me park. They also let you do other crazy things, like park on double yellow lines. Oh, or, yeah. Or yellow lines. Exactly. For a limited amount of like time. three hours, I think it is. Yeah, so if there isn't anywhere to park, and you can't. But I, I think they had in mind that it was mostly for people with mobility, so physical impairments, so like you and I. Yes. Who, you know, are either wheelchair users, or when, when we're not using a wheelchair, we can only walk a, a short period or struggle you know, either with our breathing, etc. So it was more for physical impairments. So invisible disabilities, such as anxiety or um, Asperger's. I never say that right. Is that correct? Uh, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. Um, anything, anything on the autism spectrum. Spectrum, exactly. So they um, they would not be eligible for a blue badge up until... Da, da, da. Da, da. Um, like what? Three th- days ago. Three days ago. Three days ago. At the, at the time of filming, it is current. Four days ago, I think. Four days ago. Because okay. it is currently the third of September, twenty nineteen, and as of August thirtieth. Yeah, twenty nineteen. The, ru- the rules change. Yes, tell us a bit about that, Dan. So basically, I I haven't read all the ins and outs and otherwise, but people... So basically, all them leaflets that I sent to you, you've not written, no, I'm joking. No. <laughs> um, but people with invisible impairments, uh, such as anxiety disorders, brain injury, uh, being on the autistic spectrum, depending on, on their needs and requirements, can now apply for a blue badge. Okay, which is fantastic. Mm. Because I always harp on about disability isn't just, you know, someone in a wheelchair like myself. Um, you know, you have to uh, understand that disabilities are visible and invisible. So, hurrah for that. Yes. Because I think the world is now recognising that... Slowly. You slowly. know, slowly that disability comes in many shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um However, from what I've been gauging online, a lot of online forums, this has unfortunately caused tension amongst the disabled community. Um, and and pe- some people are waving the flag going, this is a brilliant initiative. And some others have got some, um, I wouldn't say misguided kind of criticism. Like they've got real anxiety themselves over how this may look what what impact this would have on certain people with disabilities so there's been a real polarization of 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 you know kind of attitudes towards mm. this new scheme so what do i mean by that so 
um, if you're a wheelchair user like myself, I need to have uh, a disabled bay to get my wheelchair down the side because there's no way that I can squeeze my wheelchair or that I can't walk at all. So that is imperative. So I think the argument and, uh, you know, I can't stress this enough. This isn't my um, take on it. This is what I'm just kind of feeling back from what I've gauged from the internet mm. is that if more people are on the blue badge scheme you know if i then rock up and there's five people wanting to use the bay three are wheelchair users but then you've got five people with invisible disabilities who then gets that priority because you could argue that if there isn't a wheelchair uh, i mean a disabled bay um for a wheelchair user there's nowhere else i could park whereas maybe someone with an invisible disability who has got the ability to walk a little bit further or can mm. squeeze out if someone parks next to them, you know, and then they're taking up the bay, I then have to wait or go home or go to a different supermarket. Mm. Does that make sense? Have I just... Yep, no, that makes sense. I think I think a lot of the theories... Um, the, blue ba- the blue badge scheme has been around for a while yeah. and many people would argue, myself included, yeah. that there generally aren't enough... Bays already. Yeah. And I think a lot of the fear stems from the fact... I don't think people in the disabled community would ever want to deny somebody that has the right to no, a badge no, no, a no. badge. But I think I think the concerns root like a lot of like a lot of new initiatives is if it's stretched already, yeah. what's going to be put in place to make sure there's enough bays for everybody and who's to use. going to be, you know, affected in, in a bad way, in hmm. a detrimental way from this new initiative. Yeah. You know, who's going to then struggle, maybe, yes. from it. And it is a shame because I, I saw a little bit of hostility amongst some of the forums towards one another. I think it's just so sad that actually this is a problem for the whole of society. As you just said, we need to recognise more bays yeah. uh, being dished out instead of, like, turning on our... I mean, on, on each other, indeed. we need to be turning our anger and our frustration towards government. However, it has been told that local governments um, will be provided $1.7 million in the first year towards this programme. Now, I don't know whether $1.7 million is a big enough sum to um, you know, rectify this or make more um, parking available. But I do know that um, a lot of non-disabled people already... This is so funny. This is this um, disability perception gap. You know, a lot of non-disabled people think that there are already too many disabled bays. Oh, and yes. I, and I think that is because they, when they think of disability, again, they think of a wheelchair user. But actually, out of, like, what, the 40, nearly 14 million disabled people, there's only eight... eight uh, only 8% of, of that are wheelchair users. So, again, society needs to shape, you know... Like wake up and change the way that they are seeing uh, disability. But I, I, it really upsets me when there's this kind of like internal struggle, power mm. struggle amongst the disabled community. But a few people have um, commented, and thank you for those who have um, tweeted, live downloaded, or sent Instagram messages. 
um, a few people have kind of come up with maybe some solutions, mm. what they would like to see. And I think what you said earlier about where you went, there's um, disabled bays and then accessible bays. Mm. That might be the distinction. So maybe the disabled bays are for wheelchair users and the accessible ones are for everybody else. Mm. That's a bit more ambulatory. You know, possibly. Um, so possibly. Yeah, you, you spotted a few people that replied to our Twitter uh, question yes on the subject so um i can't remember people's names right now so i apologize <laughs> You're rubbish. i am terrible but there was an idea of maybe having different colored badges for different kinds of impairments bit and like different a requirements. Um, like a what's it called lollipop kind of yeah uh, like a traffic, traffic light, light kind of system um so blue I mean, blue if you are a wheelchair user and you need the, the space for a close. If you're a bit more ambulatory, but you you know, an accessible space is going to be good for you. Maybe you have a green badge. I don't know. I'm, I'm randomly picking colours out of the sky. There is no reason I said green. I <laughs> um, quite like it. So maybe, maybe that's a theory. But who is going to enforce that? Because I know in particular... Uh, um, a lot of, um, particularly supermarkets, their car parks are actually privately owned. Mm. So I know that I've gone and complained to someone um, in a supermarket, like a staff member, being like, "Will you, like, you know, these people are, haven't got a badge. Yes. And they're like, we have no authority to, to find them, ask them to move or anything, because <laughs> we don't actually own the car park. Mm. So if that's the case now, how would we be? We'd have to rely on people's common sense, um, um, compassion and empathy uh, towards others. And I'm not too sure whether, if you just want to go and get your shopping done, whether you will abide by that. Yeah, and, I mean, this, this is one of the things, like the Blue Badge Scheme in all its forms has, has always annoyed me somewhat on a personal level. Now, on, get it out. With, I'm, I am, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant now. With the blue badge scheme, I have a blue badge, Sam has a blue badge. Now, if we misuse our blue badge, mm. we will then be fined and we will then have our badge taken off us. And, and, uh, and by misuse, I turned mine the wrong way around so I wasn't, didn't have the date on it. So I put it the wrong way around and I got fined for that. Did you really? So, yeah. So, wow. so it's not just like misuse as in give it to your neighbour. Mm. Although that is a serious that, I mean, that's misuse. A serious, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if we did something like that, then we have the possibility consequences. of being consequences of being fined and consequences of potentially losing our badge, depending on how grievous our offences are and whatever. However, this is where it annoys me. There is no consequence. For non-disabled people mm. using an, a disabled parking bay or an accessible parking bay. There is no consequence. That goes for even putting luggage in a uh, disabled seat on a train. Oh. This is what I can want to campaign for. Or, yeah. or, or I have been because I've been t saying it on radio stations who will have me, who ask me, what do you want to see change? Yeah. And I say, if you stick a sign saying you will be charged on the spot, like dropping a cigarette, 80 quid if you abuse this parking yeah, if bay, you, put your... you know, whatever, then I'm pretty sure you will see a decline, a dramatic decline in people abusing that. Indeed. And I just feel it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. There should be consequences for somebody that misuses their disabled badge. I'm not saying mm. there shouldn't be. But 
It does feel slightly imbalanced that I could be fined up to £10,000 mm. when a non-disabled person can park in a disabled bay and everybody kind of goes, yeah, I'm only going to be there five minutes. Oh, yeah, I've had that as well. <laughs> I've, par- I've parked behind and blocked them in. <laughs> <laughs> you rebel. But, you know, like, the whole five-minute argument is, is ridiculous. There is a whole car park worth of empty spaces whether you're going to be there five minutes in those five minutes somebody that could genuinely want to park in that space and have every right to park in that space could need that space and in those five minutes they can't use it because you're there no and i completely agree but that i mean that is you know targeted at non-disabled people who really do clog up i mean i i just you know, I don't know. Is it scaremongering to suggest that there's going to be an absolute massive influx of people with non-visible disabilities going for this? Because actually, not everyone is eligible mm. for the criteria. Now, someone said to me, um, "Is it only people that get PIP, so personal independent payments, mm. which um, is a you know a, a fund to help towards uh, mobility and care, like care for." For people with disabilities so you know it, do you think there's going to be an absolute massive influx and we're going to be really struggling and fighting for bays or do you actually think that in the great scheme of things we probably won't see a massive difference um because it's still kind of means tested i suppose yeah I, I, do you know what one of my genuine concerns is i think there will be an increase, of course. There's gonna, there's more people entitled to badges. Mm. I don't necessarily think it will be apocalyptic. I don't, you know, I don't think it yeah. will become the war for for the bait. I could be wrong, and if I am, I'll hold my hand. I know, right? You heard it here first. But what concerns me is the fact that it's being given to councils to control. Oh, we all know how that goes, down. And I'm concerned that. Different councils will be more willing to part with badges than other councils. Mm. And it and it will become a postcode lottery in the fact that if you've got a council that gets it and understands and is switched on, yeah. you will get your badge. Yeah. If you get a council that isn't, you won't get your badge. Yeah. And it literally will boil down to where you live. Mm. And that is not fair to anybody. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my concerns. And I hope that councils, please, 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 prove me wrong. I don't know all, whether any council get, members will be listening to this. I, I, I know, but, like, <laughs> I like throwing out a challenge, you know? When it comes to me being in the wrestling game, if you want to fight somebody, you call them out. So, councils, if you're listening, Prove me wrong. Get together. Set the criteria. Make it equal all over the country. Please. Um, um, I think the, the lady that mentioned about the different colour badge scenes was uh, Wheelie Wonder Woman. So thank you for that. Yes, um, there you go. What about this? Controversial. Let's get rid of oh. all the mother, dun, and, dun, dun, dun. mother and baby um, spaces <laughs> and put more disabled or accessible parking bays. Ah, yes. Now, mother and child spaces. Prime example of somebody that wasn't really thinking when they're designed somewhere. <laughs> Not the place where I've just said there are accessible parking bays and there are disabled parking bays. But another place near where I live, 
I, I have to laugh, otherwise I'd cry and rage go every time I go there. They have mother and child spaces. Now, I have, in theory, no issue with mother and child spaces. As somebody that has a wheelchair, I kind of get it. Because if you've got prams that you need to get out, parking your, park your car in a, in a space that's smaller just is a pain in the backside. So I kind of get it. I kind of sympathise. However, why I want to cry and pull my hair out and shout and scream is because at this particular venue, the mother and child spaces are closer to one set of doors than the disabled oh, spaces. Wow. <laughs> now... Considering we've talked about for the last sort of 10, quarter of an hour, 20 minutes, about people with physical impairments that yeah. need to be close to the door. Yeah. At what point was it a case of, let's put the mother and child spaces closer to one of the main entrances. Don't get me wrong, there's another main entrance as well, that there are disabled bays by. It must be so traumatic having a crying baby that you just need to get into the shop and out of the shop as quickly as possible. Sorry, I don't have much sympathy and I know I don't have children and I know my sister has three children. But, um, again, I have to... I'm playing a bit devil's advocate. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't choose to have my disability or choose to live in a world that is so disabling. Uh, you kind of chose to have kids. Do you know what? And that means you've got to walk a little bit further. Um, I... Yeah, you've got to walk a little bit further with your screaming toddler dragging behind you. Sorry. Um, we, I'd like to mention she was on a... <laughs> no, I won't go to your period no, at this point. No, But, um, but yeah, I can't... Like I say, I have sympathy um, to some extent because... I, I don't. No, I'm joking. Sad. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Because, it's... you know, I understand that People have prams and trying to get the pram out of a really small space is is awkward. Although I do question sometimes why a baby like a fifth the size of me has a pram bigger than my lazy wheelchair. Parenting. Bigger than my wheelchair. Le- lazy um, parenting. Like I've seen small children in tanks. I've seen children <laughs> that should be walking like they look like they're about to start secondary school in prams. No need. No need. No I'm really, really ranty. That's because I'm Hungry, hungry, hungry. I'm You're hungry, hungry well. and angry. I'm ha- yeah. I want. I'm looking at my um, cookie jar over there. I'm thinking, do I get an Oreo? <laughs> do I step away from the microphone? Are they normal Oreos or are they double, double stuffed? Stuff, double stuffed. I'll give you one in a bit. Sam um, likes. <laughs> I was going to say know, Sam right? likes a good bit I of like stuff in big, there, but I'm oh, not going to okay. go there. <laughs> no, not at the moment, honestly. <laughs> not right now. I'm just such a. <laughs> I'm off men at the moment. You're um, off men? Yeah, just in general. Oh, no. Um, that went from parking to men. That went, <laughs> <laughs> that went down quickly. Well, we've, got, we've, gone from, we've gone from women's health issues yeah, to Yeah, you parking. can say the word. Say the word periods. Yeah. Well, okay, we've gone from periods yeah. to It's not a dirty parking. word. Periods to parking. Yeah. This is the podcast full of peas. Peas. Periods well, parking. That could be our title. What, the podcast pod- full of peas. Periods peas. parking. Is that an apostrophe? Yes, peas. I don't know. I will work it out. <laughs> but yeah, periods, periods, parking uh, to Oreos. To Oreos. Wow, that um, doesn't rhyme though. I don't like that. Keep no. your Oreos off. The podcast full of peas. 
podcast full of peas. Oh my goodness me. And we're not talking the green vegetables. No, we're not. Anyway, so all in all, um, we're happy about this new shake-up though, aren't we? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, think know, it, I think for it's all a, our For all our yeah. concerns and somewhat ranty behaviour. Yeah. Somewhat. We are, <laughs> we are happy that the, the scheme has been forward and, you know, that the government is recognising that hidden impairments are an important thing that society needs to start recognising. So, you know, it's motions like this and the the not every impairment is visible, not every disability is visible. Well, toilets she's having, on. Exactly. She's having disability discussed in Parliament and new policies being shelled out. You know what I mean? I mm. think that is in itself um, a victory. Yeah, and I think, you know, we are moving forward. That doesn't mean that, you know... We talk about the perception gap all the time. That yeah. doesn't mean... There's another P. P- yes. P- so what are we on now? Periods, Periods parking, and the perception, perception gap. gap. <laughs> Yay! Triple P. The three P's. Periods, parking, and the perception gap. Um, that's going to be a... What's name for me I'm to not fit on a little that, car? Honestly, I don't think it will fit on a little a little thing. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, you know... We are talking about the perception gap, and it's great that we're moving forward, but we've got some way to go. We do. You know? And hopefully, in my lifetime, thing and your lifetime, Sam, obviously, I think you'll probably live longer than oh, I me. don't know about that, honestly. <laughs> oh, no, do you know what? I am so grumpy. It's normally the grumpy people that last on forever, just to, just to annoy people. Yeah, and, like, women generally live longer than men anyway. Oh, that's true. And, you know, I've made questionable life choices. That's true. Well, I know, I know. But I am I am going to be going to Parliament on <laughs> next... What day are we on? The third... On it the is ninth, the third... What, what are you going to Parliament I'm going for? to Parliament, 10 Downing Street, actually, to Ooh. talk about accessible houses. Um, but I might just um, slip Boris um, the... We should get business cards for Life Downloaded. And just slip and then go, listen to this, you'll learn a lot. Yeah. Boris, you'll learn a lot. That, that's Boris course, Johnson, that, that's, our... That's, of course, if he is still Prime Minister oh, by, by next start. week. I think uh, I can burn, you know, I hope... Oh, have I got an... Oh, I don't know what's happening. On that note, I think we should wrap up the podcast because I, I am really staring at the, the cookies. Um, I'm sick of talking about my period. Um, I've actually got period pain now. Um, I'm getting grumpy and grumpier. I've started slating people with children. Um, <laughs> we love children, really. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, oh, you started talking about Boris, and I don't want to go down that path. Okay, dokie. So, the the podcast of Peas yes. is now the official it's now, title. It's now ended abruptly. Periods, parking, and perception gaps, and Parliament now. So there's okay, four. I really am quite aggressive, aren't I? Really bad. <laughs> going now. Finished. So as, as usual, everybody, Sam's <laughs> at that point of the podcast where she wants to throw me out. Oh my god, I'm so demanding. Oh no, do you know what? I'm not going to trick you out this time because um, you could just hang on. I don't actually. I've got anything pressing to do okay. apart from curling up on my sofa. So you're happy to just like take your time. So she's not throwing me out but she does want to gorge on oreos she wants to gorge on oreos so at this point ladies and gentlemen and anybody in between bye i have been dan edge i've been samantha rank this has been life downloaded (laughs) bye we'll see you soon take care guys see you for episode seven